How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Welcome to Tuesday evening. Thanks for joining. And uh, if you are tuning in after the fact, please like and share the video. Let's start. Yeah, that's a great way to start, actually, because I always mean to do that because I, I catch it at the very end. And then, you know, by that time, it's kind of too late. So right away, like it, like it, share it, share it, say hello, Speak. leave a comment. <laughs> you could do that. I mean, you could. So good evening, mm. everyone, Minneapolis, uh, Minneapolis made. Good evening. Um, Sabre. Sabre. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, we were just talking about the office just before we went live and, uh, the Nard Dog. Nard Dog. Andrew Bernard. <laughs> I love and that guy. And I mistakenly said Stanford. Instead of Cornell. How dare you. I was corrected. That's all right. Um, so it's Tuesday. We're live. Um, go out and share and say, uh, you know, let, let all your fellow cigar group people know that uh, we are live right now. And... Let everybody know what's going on. I'm sharing it right now. Yeah. I'll tell you that share much. Share it, share it, share it. Um, and uh, also, before we go too much further, if you would please go on your mobile device of whatever type you have. If you have an Android device, go on your mobile device. Go to the podcast app and search for HBT Cigar or HBTC podcast, or how about that cigar, and subscribe. Do the same on your iPhone, Yeah, iPad. It's easy. Yeah, totally easy. Just subscribe. Wait, and could, a, then, could a caveman do it? Uh, I think so. I think a copyright lawyer could do it too. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, that's a little, <laughs> little intellectual property humor. <laughs> Um, sorry, I'm just digging through a couple things on my Ooh. phone. Um, well, I had a good week. Okay, well, that's good. What's, uh, what's good about the week? Well, it was a long weekend and, uh, thank goodness for that. And, um, we, we got some cleaning done, but not too much. You know, we didn't spend the whole weekend doing it. We got some of the garage cleaned up. We got, you know, a lot of the house stuff just figured out. And then we chilled, man. I smoked a lot of cigars this last weekend. So it was good. Oh, nice. Risty, thanks for joining, brother. Always yeah, appreciate hey guys. it. How's it going? Quentin, thanks for joining us. Um, Cheers. Um. Yeah, it was nice to have a long weekend. It kind of sucked, you know. We didn't necessarily get, we couldn't make the most out of it because it basically poured rain all day yesterday. It did. So that sucked, you know. It is what it is. I wish we would have had some nicer weather to be able to actually maybe, you know, barbecue or something like that. Silver lining. One of my clients is a golf course here, and um, I don't know if figured out, but yesterday was not a stellar day for golfing. No. So that allowed me to take down their network for an extended period of time that we needed to do what I needed to do. So 
Um, All right, guys, so we're smoking. This is the Gurkha. The C8. <laughs> this is the Victor Sinclair. No, it's this is the <laughs> C, C, CAO Amazon Basin. Mm. And it's old. Old, 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 like me. And it, I mean, it looks like these tightened up. Yeah. Was that was that indicative of the OG? Because I know now they ride flush with uh, the wrap. Yeah, the the ones when they first came out, they did have some where the where that braided or not braided, but where the tobacco band kind of squeezed it a little bit. Yeah, it is. If you can see that, but so we're gonna cut it like these guys right now. Um, so the uh, Stanley Cup finals are in full swing. Um, Boston took game one. Um, I don't really have a dog in the fight. I mean, yeah, I don't really, I, I don't really have a dog in the fight. So, um. You know, I'm good with the best uh, the best team winning. And <laughs> Garrett's, Garrett's got no fire. Come on, my man! I got no fire. So I just I just filled this. Sure, you did. That's what they that's what they always say. You must work at a cigar shop because that's what the guys at the cigar shop always say. I just filled I that. I just filled it. Do do do. Thank you, Father. I may have another. So, um, yeah, Stanley Cup final, finals in full swing. Uh, I guess the NBA finals are in full swing. I honestly don't pay attention whatsoever to basketball. So, if somebody knows about what's going on with you know the NBA, let me know. You know, leave a comment. I honestly don't have a clue. Sorry, I just don't follow it. Um, uh, our Minnesota Twins. Yeah, I was just gonna gonna say the twins i mean for the most part they're um they're doing really well and it's not just that they're doing really well they're doing they're scoring five plus runs consistently and right so in a lot of cases even 10 plus runs consistently well they're leading the league in runs and home runs mm-hmm. and in um record and I think so. There's two. There's two reports that I saw, or two power rankings that I saw yesterday, and one had them at number four, which is laughable. Number four, uh, and one had them at number two, which I'll accept for, behind for Houston. For all of MLB, or just for all of MLB? Okay. So one behind Houston was number two, and then the other one was uh, had <clears throat> it was uh, Houston. Um, Wow, Houston, yep, another one, and then New York, and L- then us. L.A., the Dodgers? Dodgers it was are, the Dodgers. Dodgers are pretty hot. Yeah, that's right. It was the Dodgers. Yeah, Thank the you. Dodgers have been doing pretty well. Um, yeah, I and don't quote me on this, but I think the Twins also lead the league as in overall team on base percentage, I think. I could, so, yeah, if I'm wrong about that, sorry. It looks like... Um, Raptors and Warriors. Yep. All right. 
Yeah, thanks for that. I um, I really just don't know. I, I don't follow basketball. So uh, I watch maybe two NBA games a year mm. and probably fall asleep through 40% of those games. I just don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not my deal. It used to be back in the 80s. You know, with the Celtics and Lakers, you know, with, with uh, Magic and Bird. And, mm. you know, back in the 80s, I was I was really into it. And then then when Jordan came along, you know, uh, but by... Who? Who? Uh, Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan. Michael. He was a, he was a famous American basketball player. Hmm. Um, had a little bit of success. A little, little bit of success. Had a, had a bit of a career. How you say basketball How player? How you say basketball how you say uh he also tried to play baseball and that went really well when he tried to play baseball it did <laughs> now he looked funny at the plate <laughs> yeah uh okay so <clears throat> real quick i'm just gonna do a quick little hey my lighter is out of flu- fuel what how do i fill it because if you take a lighter that is Everybody out of put on your thinking caps mm-hmm. it's learning time it is learning time and uh, if you just continue to just pump it full of fuel, uh, you can get what's called vapor lock. Vapor lock. It sounds like a like a comic book villain. Vapor lock. Or a transformer villain. Oh, that's good. That uh, it sounds like a transformer villain. I'm gonna copyright Nailed it. that. Nailed it. Um, you can hear. You can even hear Optimus Prime saying his name. Vapor lock. That's good. Hey, see. I can do a little Optimus Prime good. voice. Uh, so I've got a handy dandy little car uh, thing that's got stuff on it, but a little screwdriver will do the same. And all you want to do is depress. You hear that? No, that's not my. That's not me farting. That's Garrett's lighter. And you want to do that until there's no more hissing, and that will let you know that the tank is totally empty. There's no more pressure in there. And don't do this in a room next to a open flame space heater. Okay? Because you'll die. Andrew, Matt Trenda, Tim Tubbs, how's everybody doing? Hey, guys. Um, yeah, Garrett's refilling his lighter because it, it had uh, a vapor lock, which prevents uh not only does it uh prevent the lighter from working properly it also prevents you from being able to put more butane into it so yep. uh and use the zycar high performance stuff i mean it's just really good i don't they're not like you know sponsoring us or anything it's just this stuff is legit it's all i use and it's 13 14 bucks a can for the large can on amazon so just use that stuff. It's really good. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Um, so first few puffs on this Amazon, Amazon basin are ridiculous. OG. It's mellowed out a ton over the years. It really has. I was I was actually going to say that that uh, this is far more smooth than I remember it being. Yeah, it was just the very first light that had some pepper on it, but now it's just smooth. A little bit of sweetness. I'm not going to lie. It's actually kind of dull now. It's... I'm not getting much. It's just there's some sweetness and a little bit of sort of that aged tobacco in the background, and that's about it. I know? agree. Um, it's still good. It's a good smoker. There's plenty of smoke coming out of it. Yep. Good draw. 
Todd, I love you too. F you, Matt Ty. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, it's t-shirt weather. I can wear the How About That Cigar t-shirt because I actually had a hoodie on a little bit earlier and I realized I was sweating because the, uh, the humidity is starting to ramp up a little bit here in Minnesota. So if you, uh, uh, now is the season for those of us here in Minnesota and Wisconsin and the, the northern humid states to dial down your humidors because yep. humidity, average humidity is going to ramp up by about six to 10 points. So maybe either switch out your Boveda packs or, or, uh, you know, dial down the, uh, the humidity that you normally keep in your humidor. Cause wow. Yeah. If you have a wood humidor or especially a glass top humidor, yeah, those are susceptible to, um, a lot of humidity, um, changing effects. And in this climate, when that humidity climbs, yeah, all of those seals just can't keep up. Yeah. And you'll find if you're, if you're smoking your cigars over the next few weeks, when the humidity really starts to ramp up, if you are having a hard time keeping your cigars lit and you're relighting them a lot. Yep. Yep. You know, that's, that's a telltale sign that your humidity is just too high because they're, they're too wet to be, to have good combustion. Yeah. Can you let Quentin know what you're drinking? Yes, I am drinking. Uh, where'd I go? There it is. Um, uh, Fulton Sabro IPA. So Fulton is a Minneapolis brewery and I've become a big fan of a lot of their stuff over the last, Oh, I don't know. While I tried their, their war and peace stout, um, a long time ago and fell in love with it, but never really tried any of their other stuff until the last few months. And I'm not a big IPA guy, but this stuff is really good. It's not too funky. It's not too bitter. Um, it's got good, you know, zing to it. So mm. I'm a big fan. Mm. Mm. And it's not one of those IPAs that's so funky that it gets in the way of um, cigar flavors. Love it. So, um, so this week, um, we wanted to dive a little further into the tobacco leaf discussion that we had a couple weeks ago. Um, we started the discussion and then, um, last week we mixed it up a little bit and did the on location at Big Apple Cigar and Pipe here in town. Um, so, and which was great at the Oliva event. We had a great time. Awesome time. This week, we're going to sort of get back to and finish up the tobacco leaf discussion. Uh, um, and kind of a, you know, like we mentioned the, the first time around, you know, the tobacco leaf discussion is, this is just knowledge that we have, um, in the, you know, where we are today. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a chance that some of the details we have are not necessarily right on the money, perfectly correct. We love to learn more, you know, any mm -hmm. tobacco experts out there. I'm not, I'm not BSing about that. Seriously. Any tobacco experts out there, you know, we'd love to get your take on it. And, you know, this is just what we've learned over the, you know, the years and, um, you know, things that we think the consumer, uh, can, can really, um, get more out of if they know these things before they walk into a cigar shop to make their purchases. So, uh, last week we talked about, uh, the Connecticut shade wrapper, super popular 
you know, mild. Number one. Number one. Uh, we talked also about the the Habano wrapper, which is, you know, another one of those sort of generalized terms. But, you know, Habano wrapper, um, you know, sort of uh, bumps up just a just a notch, just a just a tick on the on the scale of uh, boldness. Real um, quick, before we get going on this list, if you have a favorite rapper, let us know in the comments. Yes. Ice-T, mm-hmm. Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. 50 Cent, M. M. I mean, yeah. What I did there was it was comedy. Was that is that <laughs> what that was? Yeah, well, I think it was. Probably probably not, but until you said Lil Wayne. Yeah. Oh. We least, didn't even mention Pac. At least I any ins- list at least that I didn't say doesn't Bow-Wow. include <laughs> I didn't say Bow Wow. Uh, yeah, Tupac. I should have said Tupac. Yep. Yeah. Any Biggie. MC list needs to include Pac. That's I saw a top ten list and it didn't have Pac in it. Top ten. I, I just threw it. Top ten list of of, of rappers. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a fail list. It is a fail list. Um. All right. So, what we left off last week was what we left off with last week was the Sumatra rapper. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, mild. Um, a little bit more flavor. Uh, there's a little bit more going on. You know, as far as stuff that you can get out of it um and it's you know it's sort of like you know when you're adding seasonings into dishes and cooking and when you're brewing beer and you know mixing up different varieties of 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 hops and and things like that you know sumatra's got a little bit more going on so you can um you know you can if you use it as a wrapper then then you can have maybe a little bit more freedom to go a little crazy um, and Sumatra is also, you know, pretty common as a, a binder as well. Yep. Um, and depending on the factory it comes out of, the binder could end up giving more flavor than you think to the cigar. Um, and, and can we back up a little bit and yes. talk about the definition of some of these leaves where, you know, we've got Connecticut, we've got the, um, you know, uh the Habano, the Habano. We've yeah. got, uh, you know, with all the leaves. Sometimes it's a very broad term, and That's sometimes very it's true. very specific. Very true. Yeah, it's it's tough with those terms because, like I said, they most of them are sort of generalized. Right. When you say a Connecticut shade wrapper, that is really generalized. It it um, really is. It could have come from. Yeah, most in different places. Most cigar yeah. companies, especially you know, if they're cigar companies that don't have their own factory and they contract out their cigars to be made at an existing factory, the the factory is going. You know, when they go through the blending process, they'll know they'll be able to choose from Connecticut shade that was grown in different regions, even different or sorry, different countries and even different regions within that country. Um, but Connecticut shade essentially is, um, it's, it's a mild, thin tobacco that's grown. They call it shade because it's grown under the big cheesecloth or tarp, mm-hmm. um, canvas or canopies. Yep. Uh, in Ecuador, they don't need the canopies because they have sort of a natural cloud cover in mm-hmm. the tobacco growing regions of Ecuador. So they don't need, the 
they don't need that. And that's one of the reasons that Ecuadorian shade tobacco is so popular because it's a little less expensive. And I'm saying that as a guess, just from pure business practices, guessing that it's less expensive because you don't have to go through the expense of buying the, the cloth or the poles or the labor to put it up and take it down. Mm -hmm. So I just assume that it's less expensive. If I'm wrong about that, please let me know. Um, then Habano, that's, I, I honestly, this is just my personal opinion. I think when it comes to, you know, you see 50 different cigars and, you know, whether you're looking in cigar aficionado or on how about that cigar.com or on half wheeler, you see a bunch of cigars with a, with a wrapper type Habano. And you, the fact is, if there's if there isn't specific information given from the factory where it was rolled mm -hmm. or from the manufacturer who sells that cigar, I just I could be Dominican could Habano. Be, yeah, could, it be could be grown be in Ecuadorian. Anywhere. It could be. Yeah, you just Jamaican. you just don't know. It could it could could be Jamaican. Could be. I mean, that used to be a thing. Yeah, <clears throat> there's very little Jamaican tobacco anymore in. And premium cigars. Quentin likes the uh, Mexican San Andreas. It's one of my favorites as well. I'm with you there. And that's one of those that's specific. Yeah. So when you hear San Andreas, there's there's no such thing as a Dominican San Andreas. Right. It comes from Mexico. Yeah. And this is one thing I've always been curious about. If somebody knows, please tell me because <clears> I've this is one of those questions that I've been longing to get an answer to. When they say so the growing region in Mexico is the San Andreas Valley. Valley. Mm -hmm. And so the tobacco that comes from there is Mexican San Andreas, and, and it's used a lot as a wrapper. It's used a lot as a binder. Sometimes bits and pieces in the filler. I haven't really seen that as much, but um, I'm, I'm a big fan of it as a wrapper. It's got spiciness to it, but at the same time, it's got a little bit of sweetness, mm -hmm. and I dig that. But here's what I don't know, and honestly, I'm saying this, I don't know. I don't know what varietal of tobacco seed it is that they're planting in those fields. That's a I just, good question. I just don't know. Is it its own varietal of tobacco seed? Hmm. If it is, I'd love to know. Otherwise, it's just, you know, your average Habano seed that's that happens to taste very distinctive because of where it's grown. Right. Which I would thought, I'm all for it. I think that's awesome if that's the way it is. So if somebody's out there who knows, please let me know because I always, one of those things I always wanted to know. Well, that's down the rabbit hole even further. And mm -hmm. that's how <clears throat> complex yeah. this game gets because now let's say you've got a Habano wrapper, but it's Ecuadorian, but it's Dominican seed or it's Cuban seed, you know? So there's a lot of different. Well, from what I understand, and, I, and another one of these things I could be wrong about, from what I understand, it's all Cuban seed tobacco originally originally the seeds you know when when uh when the embargo happened or not the embargo when the revolution happened and the the cigar families fled cuba they brought seeds with them to nicaragua they brought seeds with them to dominican republic honduras mexico miami wherever they were wherever they could land and start to plant those seeds um now those seeds you know how many different varietals are there I don't know, but I'd love to learn more about that. Um, so then we move last week. The last one, one we talked about was Sumatra, 
um, mild but flavorful. It's got this really interesting sort of characteristic to it that I, I can't even all the time put into words. Um, and then there's what's commonly known as Cameroon. Mm -hmm. um, you get a lot of a wrapper leaf. I'm a big fan of Cameroon wrap cigars. And I learned something recently that that I sort of you know, did a V8 moment, smacked my forehead. And a lot of people probably already knew this just for whatever reason. It's one of those factoids that I didn't know. That what is known as what we call Cameroon tobacco, Cameroon wrapper, is actually the exact same seed as Sumatra wrapper, just grown in particular regions in Africa. True Cameroon tobacco. <clears throat> I'm not, I mean, if there's sometimes you'll hear the word Cameroon thrown around, but it turns out it wasn't actually grown in, um, hmm. wasn't actually grown there, I think. Um, Interesting. But I didn't know that. I, and I had no idea. So Sumatra and Cameroon are the same seed just grown, you know, Sumatra, there's areas in Indonesia where that Sumatra tobacco is grown. And Cameroon, there's a, there's a strip across the country of Cameroon and that goes east um, through the, through the um, I think it's called the Central African Republic, is what it's called. Um, there's sort of a band of green. If you look at the African continent, starting at Cameroon on the coast and going east, there's a band of green that goes across there that looks obviously like a, a region that's fertile. Right. for growing things. And so there's these areas there where they grow this Cameroon tobacco and well, where they grow this Sumatra seed tobacco. And from what I understand, it's very difficult to get your hands on really good quality tobacco that's grown in these regions for a lot of reasons. One, they don't have a lot of growing areas Two, the areas where they do grow. They they may not necessarily manage those tobacco farms as well as they could be managed. So they end up losing the yield maybe isn't quite as good. And then the big one from what I understand is there is, it's unfortunately an area of the world where there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of political unrest on a regular basis. And a lot of, unfortunately, I, I wouldn't doubt at all if a lot of t these tobacco leaves, uh, just get lost to, um, you know, political unrest. It sucks. It's unfortunate, but it happens. <clears throat> um, one of the things that you'll notice with the Sumatra wrapper cigar and a Cameroon wrapper cigar, again, basically the same leaf. But if you were to take the same cigar and put a, a, a leaf grown in Cameroon and then a leaf grown in Sumatra, you will notice a few differences. For me, the the biggest difference that I notice is there's a little bit more body to a true Cameroon wrapper. And I, it's going to sound weird, but there's this sweetness on a Cameroon that reminds me of cola. It re, and it always has. It reminds me of Coca-Cola from a true Cameroon wrap cigar. And I don't get it from Sumatra. I don't get it from any other leaf. Is this? It hmm. reminds me of drinking a Coke. And are you drinking a Coke? No. No, that's oh. the weird thing. So... Um, and I only get that from Cameroon. Um, some good examples of uh, Cameroon wrap cigars that are on the market. One that is a classic cigar that's been around forever for the last 25 years, I think, maybe maybe more. I'm the first uh, one to probably do it. The the uh, the Cohiba Red Dot. Yep. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's 
you're going to be hard pressed to find a cigar shop that doesn't have uh, at least one box of Cohiba red dots on the shelf. You'll be hard pressed to find a liquor store that doesn't have a small humidor with a box of Cohiba red dots in it. I mean, they're super popular. They're everywhere. They are. And don't sleep on it either. You know, there is not a bad cigar. It is not a bad cigar. Yeah, Just because it's, you know, old school and has been around forever and is, you know, now owned by one of the, you know, the big evil conglomerates. You know, I'm joking about that, of course, but it's, I mean, it's, it's really a solid cigar. What do they call it in the little movie? Um, the president, Lord Business. Lord Business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are owned by Lord Business. <laughs> there's a new, um, uh, so there's a new AJ Fernandez New World Cameroon, uh, which we reviewed. It's on HBTC. So go to howaboutthatcigar.com and look for that. Uh, there's a review of that one up. That's, uh, that's a pretty good cigar. Um, and then, uh, the, one of the favorites is the Arturo Fuente Hemingway. I mean, that, that might be one of the most consistently delicious Cameroon wrap cigars on planet earth, uh, for as long as I can remember. Also my first premium cigar. Yeah. And when I smoke it today, it's like taken me back 20 plus years to that first time yeah it is the same cigar and it's fantastic yeah it really is if you haven't had a, a fuente hemingway you know go tomorrow morning to your closest brick and mortar shop and buy one call in sick and let us let us know how much you, you loved it and how much it changed it your life mm-hmm. um one mm-hmm. one note as we were at the oliva um Oliva Cigars event last week, the Oliva um, Siri G. That's a Cameron wrap cigar. Is it really? The, G, the standard Oliva G. The, now, the Oliva G Maduro is connected broadleaf. Okay. But the standard Siri G is a Cameroon, and that is a good cigar. If you it like is. Cameroon, it's a good cigar. It's mild for a Cameroon, but it's good. I like and that. That's one. why it surprises me because uh, he gave us one, and uh, I smoked it the other day. I thought it was a O. Oh, that's right. That was a Siri O. Yeah. Which is lying. Connecticut? Uh, no. Somebody leave a comment if you remember what the wrapper leaf is on a Oliva Siri O. I want to say it's Habano Oscuro, but I can't say for sure. Hmm. Um so uh check out some Cameroon wrap cigars. You know, go into your brick and mortar shop and ask them for, for a couple Cameroon and if they look at you like, if they tilt their head like a dog hearing a high-pitched whistle, then maybe you should leave and go find a different go cigar shop because they have no, if they don't if they don't know what you're asking for, if you ask for a Cameroon wrap cigar, you need to find a different cigar shop. Leave the head shop and go to a real cigar store. <laughs> what he said, exactly. Um, so the next kind of wrap relief um, is, I, I love saying this, it's one of my favorite words to pronounce, Criollo. Oh, yeah. Criollo. I'm smoking. It's uh, so I'm glad you're doing all the talking right now because I am hammering this because it's delicious. It's getting better. Thank you, Andrew. Oliva Siri O is Habano. Habano. Does it, thank you. Does it? Do we know any more? 
Because like we <laughs> talked about earlier, Habano. He freely offers up information and you're like, I want more. I want more. How dare you not Andrew, give me every last minutia. Please of... be our research department. <laughs> um, so Criollo is, <clears throat> is um, that's one of those leaves that it, for me at least, um, has this really interesting sort of, so I get things from it that sort of remind me of, of nuts. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. What? Is it, dark is Habano it, seed. Dark. Is that better? But yes. Perfect. <laughs> so Andrew. Much. Thank you. Dark. Thank you. Dark. What kind of Habano is it? It's dark Habano. It's dark. That's perfect. I love it. It's the tobacco one. <laughs> um, so for Criollo, there's something that reminds me of this. It, it's like roasted nuts. If you've ever, you know, been to, you know, you go to the baseball game mm. and if they, if you're lucky enough to be near a ballpark where they have a place that actually does the, the in-house roasted peanuts in the shell where they actually roast them right, right it's, there. It, it's so there is, there's something, the aroma of this tobacco that reminds me of that smell, that ball game smell of roasted peanuts. Uh, it's sort of sweet and it's sort of bitter at the same time. Um, and I just, I, I think it's really got a lot going on. There's also spiciness and, mm -hmm. you know, it's really, and, and again, this is one of those leaves that it depends on what country it's grown in, what region within that country that what you're going to get from it. And that's just, that's just talking about the growing regions. That's not even taking into consideration the primings, right? which leaf on the plant it is. Uh, I mean, um, but there are tons of great, great examples, um, of this cigar out there. Um, the Alec Bradley Raices Cubanas. Say that five times. Fast. I know, right? That's a good cigar. Uh, Tatuaje Black Label. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nicaraguan Criollo wrapper on that one. Uh, huh. the, the one that I like a lot is the Christoph Criollo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Lancero. That Lancero series yeah. between the Sumatra, which is my favorite, just edges out the Criollo. I might agree on that. I think I agree on that. Let me know if I agree on that. Leave a comment. Uh, and a cigar that is one of those, what I call a gateway cigar for, for smokers that are a little bit newer and you're, you're, feel like you're ready to take a few steps into more power if you want if you're ready to move into more strength from your cigars then the Hoya oh. de Nicaragua Antonio 1970 mm. it's that is a cigar that has so much going on there's so many different flavors cooking in that cigar and different all, notes all the flavors all, all of the things. They, and it's it's flavors. also got, especially as you smoke through it, as you get further down, it's got more strength. And but it's not it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to give you the meat the sweats. meat sweats. It's going to give you just that feeling like like oh okay, okay. So that's what a shot of tequila feels like. Mm -hmm. Sort of. I mean, that's kind of what I equate it with. Mm -hmm. um, 
and that's a cigar. If you've shied away from strong cigars, I highly encourage you to try that Hoy de Nicaragua Antonio 1970 because it'll ease you into that strength factor, but still give you tons of really super good flavor. Yep. Um, and next, Corojo. Ooh, Corojo. So Corojo is, I've learned, a term that causes fights. <laughs> because it turns out there's, there's, there's something that some people refer to as authentic Corojo, and some other people refer to it as original Corojo, other people refer to it as, I, I, there's so many different. And I honestly, I haven't, taken the deep dive into figuring out what all the nuances are and with the different types of Corojo, you know, there's different seeds maybe that came from, I would assume, you know, the original seeds came from Cuba. Um, and what people are calling original Corojo, I just, I couldn't say, I don't know. Um, I feel like this is a little bit about how some, sorry, you're going to get a, just two seconds churchy, but it's not going to be real churchy. I feel like this is a lot like when people say the original scriptures. Yeah. You know, because what really is original? What is indigenous to, you know, South America? Yeah. Was Cuba truly the, the first place that tobacco, you know, was? And and I know that tobacco is all over North, North and South America. Yeah. Um, as an indigenous, but. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, we just don't really know. Uh, but but it's one of those it's one of those things that when you go to your cigar shop and you're looking for different things to try, you want to expand your palate, you want to learn more about the way that cigars can can give you different different experiences, just like different beers if you're into craft beer, just like different coffees if you go to a roastery that that's quality place that actually roasts their beans in-house. I mean, you can get um, with the different combinations of beans they have, you could get, you know, 30 different coffees in in the same day. Yeah. You know. And now they're doing blends a lot like they do with tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get a blend with Ethiopian beans and mm. Guatemalan beans. And, um, I mean, they're, they're even growing coffee in places you would never. There's There are seriously places in Canada growing coffee. There is. So. And it's. You know, it's a coffee, Canadian beans, you know, when you, as soon as you finish drinking it, you say, sorry. Um, <laughs> da -da 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 -da. That's comedy. Um, and process. And process. And a boot. <laughs> um, so, for uh, Corojo, if you go into your brick and mortar shop, you say, I'd like to try a few cigars with a Corojo wrapper. Again, if they look at you funny and say, what do you mean? Then find a different cigar shop. Like, did you mean this pipe? <laughs> this pipe, Corojo. Well, that's not, dude. That's not legal in this yeah, state. Yeah, you don't grow that so, over here, bro. So you know, <laughs> like we almost have the votes to make it legal, but not quite. <laughs> so come back a little later. Um. So yeah, Corojo. Um. If you're going into a shop asking for it, uh, a few that you can look for. Um. Uh, the the Abe Flores Grand Reserva Corojo. Um. That's actually wow. commonly a, uh, a catalog brand. 
Uh, you can find it uh, at at a lot of the big online retailers. But a good one. Yeah, it is good. It is. It's not a it's not a high dollar cigar. Mm-mm. It's not going to blow your mind. It's but it's it's it'll be a good way for you to learn about what the leaf tastes like and what it what they that experience is like. You know, and and some of these cigars, especially these catalog cigars, don't be afraid of some of the sampler packs. That's how I really got started and educated about what I liked. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, you know? if, if you're brand new, yeah, to the cigar game, yep, there is no shame in you going to, uh, you know, first and foremost, your local cigar shop and saying, "Can you put together a sampler right. for me?" Yep, um, they'd love it. They would, and and any decent cigar shop, they're actually going to be excited to yeah. do that for you because yep. it's you know somebody who's really into premium cigars. That's actually like a fun thing. Yeah, to get it, to it really a is a new person. Get all. I know you're like oh, and oh this you one, gotta try this oh, one. Try this this one, one, one is good. Try. Oh, it's 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 seriously like like you feel like Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but if you don't have a shop nearby you, or if the only place you have nearby is you know a liquor store with, you know, a moldy old box of, um, you know, Don Lino's or something on the on the on the shelf, mm. then there's good online retailers. You know, Cigars International and in some other places where you can you can find samplers for not a lot of money and just try some things out. The fact is disclaimer, you're going to have some cigars in there that straight up suck. It's okay. Just, you know, if, if you hate it, you know, the, your price for entry is pretty low. So it's not, you know, it's not killing you if you have to just chuck that cigar. Yep. Not a big deal. Um, but if you're in the shop and looking around, uh, that, that Abe Flores, uh, again, that's more of a catalog brand. There are probably a few shops that have it, but um, you can look for that in the big, uh, big online retailers. Uh, the Punch Signature. Oh um, wow! That's one of their. That's a, a, a Corojo wrap cigar. Um, I don't love it, but I think that's a what I would classify as a pretty good cigar. It is a pretty the good signature. Cigar. It came out yeah. like four or five years ago. Yep. Not groundbreaking, but I think it is a pretty good cigar. Um, one that I absolutely will classify as a massively fantastic cigar is the La Polina Family Series. Boom. <laughs> Especially the the Pasha, which is the big turtle with the shaggy foot. The, I mean, it's the that family series is legit. And that Pasha in that coffin, you know, it's a big like 7 by 50. And it's just a great, great cigar. Um, and then... Um, one that everybody I think knows about is the Don Pepin Blue Label. Classic, great cigar, super spicy though. But so, what about the TAA release? It 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 is actually super complex and di- no, it's actually the exact same cigar. Oh, okay, all right. I was just checking. <laughs> it's a, from what I understand. I should clarify that. From what I understand, it's the exact same cigar, just in a different size than was ever released before, which. You know, don't get me wrong. Sometimes from one size to another, you'll get a completely different cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to lie. There's a little disappointment factor when there's a lot of hype put out about a special TAA release. And it turns out it's just a different size in an existing, <laughs> pardon me, existing line. I was a little, not going to lie, a little disappointed about that. But, you know, what are you going to do? They put a TAA sticker on it. and Yeah. Say this is our TA release, and um, still a great cigar. Yeah, it is. It is. Just saying. And if you're newer to cigars, be aware when you smoke the blue label, you're you're gonna get you know you're gonna get spice. 
Um, and you will get probably a hint of strength. Mm. I don't think it's going to be too much for mm -hmm. you, though. Um, what about the 51st? 51st. <laughs> I still love, absolutely love that name. 51TH, 51st. That's actually San Andreas. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the last one I have on my list for the uh, Corojo wrapper, uh, there's, there's tons of them. These are just a few examples. But the last one on my list is uh, Illusione uh, Cigars Privé. So not super easy to find, but good, I don't know it. Good cigar. Yeah. I bet it's Illusione. I've never had a bad one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so let's just compare sizes for a minute here. Yeah, you're smoking fast. Oh, well. But even with me gabbing all this time and not shutting my mouth, I got ashes on the microphone. You haven't um, had to relight it. I haven't had to relight it at all. So and guess what? If I had to relight it, I would just relight it. I wouldn't sit here and cry about how bad the cigar sucks. I would just relight it and move on with my life. And so I got to say, after a um, almost um, underwhelming start. Yeah, definitely true. It it shifted and was like, yep, no, I'm a, I'm a damn good cigar. That's what I am. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. I have... I have one particular like sort of note something i'm getting from this and i'm curious if it's the same thing you are because we have a little bit different palettes mm -hmm. but that's okay and it could be partly attributed to what i'm drinking i almost want to say citrusy i was going to say fruit uh, i can't pinpoint it but there's there's something there's some sort of it just reminds yep. me of fruit, but again, I'm I'm drinking IPA that's sometimes going to have those, you know, those citrus, citrus notes like hammered home, like crazy. Um, so that's uh, you know, there there are definitely more. I suppose I suppose the one that we did touch on a little bit, um, is. Uh, Mexican San Andreas. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a wrapper that I love. They're mm. they're I can't even. Uh, it's actually grown a ton in popularity over the last seven, eight years. Yeah. I think it's funny because you'll see in the cigar market, especially if you if you follow the, the trade show on any of the cigar media sites that cover the trade show, you'll see a wrapper leaf tends to sort of dominate the market that year, especially with new releases. And I'm looking back at years, and I want to say it was 2014 was the year of San Andreas. It just seemed like every other cigar that was announced at the trade show that year was a San Andreas wrapper. And there were some great examples of it. I think that was the year that the the Carrillo um, La Historia came out. Oh, wow. And I think... And again, I may be off on the 2014, but it was somewhere in that neighborhood. I think that's when La Historia came out. I think that's when um, that might be the year that the the Drew Estates uh, Mayuzi Weighs a Ton came out. If it wasn't oh, 2014, yeah. I, I think it was 2014. I think it was 2014. That, that came out. Yep. So there and were Uzi. 
there were lots of San Andreas wrapped cigars during that time period. And then, then you saw the, you know, the Connecticut's just went crazy. There were tons of new Connecticut cigars. Uh, I don't know what the year, this year is going to bring. I think Connecticut's are actually still in a hot streak yep, because so. they're so popular. I think a lot of manufacturers and a lot of companies are saying people love this kind of cigar. They love the mild cigar. And I think part of it was maybe sort of a natural reaction of the consumer base where people were hammering these really strong, heavy, thick, overly spicy cigars, like almost like with hot sauce or, yep. or with beer. They were trying to make the spiciest hot sauce in the world, or they were trying to make the funkiest, dankest IPA in the world. And I think the same was maybe true with cigars. So a lot of manufacturers were like, let's just, people want strength. People want that heavy, peppery, just pounded in, you know, and, Maybe after a while, people said, let's pull back the reins a little bit. Well, and that's, you know, for me, that has, that explains my roller coaster of the cigars that I enjoy. I go up and down with, I remember the, the very first cigar that really put me back on my heels. And that was the um, Oliva Siri V. Yeah. When I had that cigar, and don't get me wrong, I've had other cigars that, that made me white and all of that, but that had to do with me being a novice and, you know, gross cigars and everything else. But the, the first real cigar with a lot of strength that I needed to respect was that Siri V. And that was what, 2012, 2011? I think that's probably when that came out. You know, and that is what started the Nicaraguan revolution of, uh, of cigars. That was the first, I don't want to say the first, but one of the first that came from, um, that, that Nicaraguan Puro, um, powerhouse of, yeah. of cigars. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. And, and then you had the Milanio that came a couple years after that and kicked it up a notch even further. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Milanio had so much going on. That was one of the best, the things that I liked about it. And for me personally, I was, you know, I did smoke all the sizes of the Milanio, you know, even back before it got Cigar of the Year. And it, the one that they gave the, the award to was that, I think it was the Figurado. Yep. That actually wasn't my favorite size. I actually liked the little ones. Oh, the Coronas? The little petite Coronas. I love those. Mm-hmm. I think, I think for me, that's the best size in, the, uh, in that blend, personally. Uh, that's the one that hits me the best. I mean, I get, I get a lot out of it. Plus, I, I, I like short cigars, you know, because then I can, I have ADD. So I, <laughs> I, I smoke a short cigar, and then I can move on to another cigar and try something different. But just like everything trends, you know, there's a lot of different trends within uh, cigars that yeah. from obviously the flavors that we're talking about the different leaves, but also in Vitola, AKA the size of the cigar. Um, in the, uh, I want to say 2012 for, you know, 2012 to 2016, there was a big ring ring gauge craze mm-hmm. that I just could not get on board with. Yeah. I can't to either. Be honest. I can't either. I never could. <laughs> um, and it's still 
local big being big ring gauge cigars still sell like crazy. That's why cigar shops have them on the shelf. They do. But for the most part, you know, people who would consider themselves to be cigar nerds, guilty, uh, <laughs> um, don't really dig on the big ring gauge cigars. No. Nope. You know, uh, for me, 54 is, you know, 54 is about max for yep. me. I, I will certainly, I and I do often smoke cigars larger than that. And there are rare occasions that a big ring gauge cigar will, uh, I'll act, certain blends that I like better in the big ring gauge. Um, we'll save that for another show, actually. Because um, that is sort of interesting when you try the same cigar name in different ring gauges, how different it can be. Um, we can do that on another show. But, um, you know, just go to your brick and mortar shops spend some time there go into the humidor and ask them to put together a sampler for you if you're if you're new to this and yep. if you're still learning about it um and if you know what you like or if if you're ready to take that next step to say okay i want to try five cigars with this kind of wrapper and five cigars with that kind of wrapper then go to the shop and say these are the ones i'm i'm looking for and you know search search google for different wrapper types and find some good examples and just experiment, see what you like. You know, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the best way, you know, it's whether, regardless if you're trying any kind of product and cigars is no different experiment and see what you see, what fits you. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll change over time. Yeah, it will. Cause you'll, and, and like you said, you go on that roller coaster where, Oh, I'm on a spicy kick now. Yep. So I want to smoke a lot of spicy cigars. And yep. then three months later, all of a sudden you're, saying because right now i'm on i'm on this big sumatra kick where i'm just smoking all the sumatra wrap cigars i can get my hands on just because i like to experience different the different ones that they blend with the sumatra wrapper and then maybe i'll go into a san andreas kick for a while and then i'll go into a and honestly sometimes i'll even have a few months stint where i'll go into a cuban cigar um uh phase where i'm just smoking a bunch of cubans just to see uh, kind of just see what's going on with the Cuban cigar market. Like, like we said, we don't really deal with Cuban cigars, but I still like them, and there are still some good ones out there. I just, um, you know, don't put a ton of time into that. And then, um, if I'm not on a wrapper kick, then I'll go on a ring gauge kick. And if I'm not on a ring gauge kick, then I'll go on a brand kick. Yep. So it just kind of depends on what my mood is. And, you know, the best part is you're never, you're never going to run out of different stuff to try that's the best part so uh this week is there anything you want to get to before we no let's do it all right um this week in useless facts Mm. so somebody by the name of norville rogers you familiar with that name norville rogers nope so norville rogers is the real name Ooh. of what iconic animated character? I'm going to go with Elmer Fudd. I'm going to, just kidding, I'm going to go with Norville. Norville. Uh, let me ask this. Is it a human character? The animated character is a person, yes. All right. Norville Rogers. Mm -hmm. Um, 
animated character Norvell. Them, their JSKs are good. Yes, they are. <laughs> Them, <laughs> yes, they is. So yeah, Norville Rogers. Norville Rogers. Um, is it uh, Hanna Barbera? I believe so. Yes. Pretty sure. GI Joe. No. All right. I'm out. Like wow, Scoob. No way. Shaggy. Huh. Shaggy is just a nickname. The character's real name is Norville Rogers. Interesting. I don't even know why that's a real thing, but I checked it out and it's legit. It's real. The character's name when they first wrote the series, his name was Norville. Norville Rogers. And Shaggy was just a nickname. And the person who um, voiced Shaggy. Oh, yeah. Casey Kasem. That's right. Yeah, for, for all you youngsters, the iconic DJ from uh, from our youth, from the uh, top 40. America top 40. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I remember having the, you know, because we were dirt poor. And so the little cheap cassette player you know yep putting that next to the speaker on the radio because i didn't have a way to record anything so i'd listen to american top 40 and i'd hit record on that little cassette player and put it next to the speaker on the radio yep and then i'd listen back to it later i used to do that with mixtapes that was my uh remember mixtapes mixtapes yes I do that that came later but it did um i even used to side note i even used to set that cassette player next to the speaker on the tv and record tv shows like <laughs> mash episodes and listen to them while i fell asleep isn't that that's just yeah that's so old-fashioned it is uh, you know what i used to fall asleep to eight tracks oh yeah i had an eight -track my first player. car had an eight track player <laughs> that's how Oh, that's how old I am. My first car had an eight-track player, and so it, and it worked. Oh yeah, and Dude, I had some. I had some killer Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, eight tracks. So my favorite eight-track cassette was Steve Martin "Happy Feet," and I would listen to that nice. over and over and over nice. again. I love it. That and uh, Rush were, oh, my, yeah. were my two favorite eight-tracks. Well, the 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 eight-tracks really were from my dad's collection so unfortunately there was yeah, no there same. was no rush or anything like that but there was uh earth wind and fire and if you even do I, you might not even know who this is chuck mangione hmm. he was a flugelhorn player <laughs> which i know he was a he was a big time like like Can't jazz, i don't know that jazz fusion flugelhorn player miles davis a lot of miles davis eight tracks um <laughs> Flugelhorn, yeah, it's I know. The whitest thing it is the whitest thing. That's the whitest thing ever said on this podcast. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how the hell we got from Shaggy from Scooby Doo to Flugelhorn. That was but that was a that, that devolved. That was a fun game. That devolved pretty quickly. Uh, so what uh, are we ready? Tell tell us this week. Name for us. Numeros, Numeros de los Muertos. 
<laughs> All right, Matt. Hit me. 2,900 people on average die from this annually. Worldwide? Yep, but I mean. Okay, so that's a little clue. Yeah. Worldwide, yes, but it's something that doesn't happen everywhere. Mm -hmm. Is this uh, something that happens in the U.S.? Mm -mm. No, sir. Something that happens on land or in the water? Land. Well, land and water. Cold climates? No. Very not cold climates. Very not cold climates. Um, within the Amazon? No. Because it'd be cool if it was Amazon smoking. Smoke, I know. Amazon Basin. Whoop. Um, Ah, 2,900 people. Um, is it in North America? No, sir. Is it in? Very not cold climates. Asia? Mm -mm. The Middle East? No. Africa? Yes. Okay, Africa. That really doesn't narrow it down because Africa's so big. It really is. Um, and it's, there's... It's, a, it's most of Africa. Well, I shouldn't say most of Africa. It is a big population okay. of Africa. 2,900 people a year. Um, is it a natural occurrence or is it uh, like a, is it, is it a disease? No. Um, does it involve weapons? No. Um, kids, adults, or both? Both. Both. Um, men or women or both? Both. Um, <laughs> Quentin says, just keep guessing. <laughs> I will. I will keep guessing. I like, I don't like giving up um but then then we'll, we'll be here all night all right um, the question is 2900 people die from this annually it happens in africa and here's the the last big clue it is the deadliest animal in africa deadliest animal in africa Yep. So it's an animal that's responsible for 2,900 deaths every year in Africa. It happens to be their deadliest animal. The black mamba. No, sir. Damn it. I thought the black mamba was the... Um, I, think, oh, I think I know what it is, but I think it's much larger than a black mamba. It is a lot larger than a black is mamba. It a, is it an elephant? It is not an elephant. Oh, okay. You gotta, you gotta hit me with it then, because I. So it's an animal that lives, at least half the time in the water. 
but the other half, obviously. Oh. Land. Is it a hippo? It is a hippo. Oh. The hippo is responsible for the most deaths annually in Africa. They're, I have they're, uh, they're mean. I mean they're and um so plus they're massive. Yeah, they are territorial like they if they are um if a herd so a herd has one um one bull. One I shouldn't say one bull, it has many bulls, but one king bull. Like alpha alpha bull. Okay. And he's the guy that decides in their mud hole or their river or whatever. And that doesn't, that's not exclusive to hippos. That means alligators. That means um, like they'll just kill, um, you know, water buffalo. They'll kill anything that are like, you know what? You don't deserve to be here. Yeah. Um, I have uh, neighbors from Ethiopia and they, um, the guy was like, yeah, hippos are assholes. <laughs> they're just. He just doesn't mince words. He goes yeah. right in there. Says, yep, they're assholes. Hippos are assholes. Yeah. That'd make a good t-shirt. It <laughs> <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Aren't they herbivores? They are. So they just kill to protect. Correct. They don't, or, or to protect their territory. And they don't, they don't kill to eat. So once a hippo decides um, that you are in its area, you have a very small window to leave. Oh, boy. Yep. And if if you don't remove yourself or get away in time, if they catch you, like it's 90% of the time that animal or person is dead. And I would guess it's the, the death ends up being caused by the worst, like, crushing wounds like they they crush you with either their jaws or with their feet correct oh it's like that that's nightmare material right there yep sleep tight hbtc viewers <laughs> <laughs> so if you have if you have little kids and they have uh, a cute little fuzzy little hippo doll you know stuffed hippo then that animal is just take care of it now. That animal is is a vicious, ghastly beast. Um, that's crazy though. Twenty nine hundred people a year. Yikes. That's a lot of people. So note to self, if you see a live hippo Jettison. Run the other way. Yep. All right. What about the ones at Disney World? Oh I don't have an appropriate the ones, thing the ones to that say. sing the ones that sing songs oh the, <laughs> you got to say that when it comes to your when it comes to your mind you can't leave that stuff on the table is this is this hr free this is hr free there's no <laughs> there's no rules here it's uh, well facebook are we talking animals or people facebook could kick us off well yeah <laughs> you been to disney world right. oh my gosh <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, you don't need to go to Animal Kingdom to see the hippos, Live hippos. I'm afraid. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, I'm no svelte, you know, fella, but 
Yikes. Yikes. That's all I'm saying. Um, so we'll close out the show with notable smokables. Notables. Uh, you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, go for it. I smoked a lot of cigars this weekend, and um, I I picked up a box of um, Tatawahe peas. Three dollars a piece. That's a hell of a deal. It is a hell of a deal. It's a good cigar. It's, it's a, a good bu- cigar, and budget. it's a budget yeah. Tatawahe. But for three dollars, that's a fantastic deal. Mm-hmm. So um, I had several of those, um, but my my one big great one was the Eric Espinosa twentieth anniversary. Oh yeah, yep, dude. Did you get that at uh, Burn? No, I got it at the new shop by my house. Okay, I got a new okay. brick and mortar shop by my house. And they're doing a really good job of bringing in a fantastic variety. They don't have, they're not stocking with any of your um, classic um, stuff. They're all, they're going, I mean, all stuff like this, you know, um, a lot of Tatawahe, um, Eric Espinosa, Illusione. Uh, smaller um, brands. Smaller brands. Okay, and cool. It's, it's awesome. So that's what we're up. Nice. I like to hear that. Um, yeah, I, I smoked one of those. Uh, I bought it down at Burn, uh, and yeah, it's really good. It was a while ago that I had, but you're right. That's a really good cigar. Um, so my first, I just smoked it yesterday. Actually, was the Debonair Habano Bellicoso, and this was an old cigar. Um, Debonair. There are a few brands that will stamp uh, month and year on the bottom of the box and then there are a few other brands that actually stamp it on the inside of the band mm. so when you take the band off the cigar it'll be stamped right there so i lit this cigar up yesterday not knowing how old it was i knew it was older but i didn't think it was you know super old um and i guess in the grand scheme of things it wasn't but it was older than i thought it was going to be and it just it uh it it really was fantastic it it hit all the right spots it was it was mild all the way through but it was just super filled with body and richness and creaminess and sweetness and nuance and all kinds of stuff was going on in the cigar Mm. and i took the band off and it said july 2015 so I mean, it was, I had no idea I had been, you know, resting that cigar that long, but it was really outstanding. So the, um, and, and out of the debonair blends, I really like the, the classic Habano best. That's the one I like most. So if you, if you see those at a shop, definitely picks them up. It's, it's a little higher priced, but worth it. In my opinion, the, the raw materials they use are, are really well processed and well aged. 15, 16 bucks. Like uh yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. What's that for you? Um the other one I had that um that new illusione um C L I Oh yeah, E C C J. Yeah. How was that? It was great. Yeah. It was unlike any other illusione. It was uh medium, 
body and it was smooth, which is uh, not typically their wheelhouse. Um, but man, all the way through, very smooth, good, good cigar. Yeah, that's a good size too. I actually, great size. so I actually, after you showed that one to me at Big Apple last week, um, not that you bought it there, but you had it with you. Mm -hmm. um, I saw one in the humidor at Burn on Friday and I bought one. Oh, cool. So, Did you have it? I got it. Okay. Um, so my next one, uh, and this is a review coming soon uh, because it was, uh, I've smoked quite a few of them over the years, but I had, um, I had one underneath some stuff that I found and smoked it. Um, and it's uh, the 1502 Cigars Emerald mm. in the torpedo size. Um, and if you know, 1502 is a smaller cigar brand um, uh, owned by uh, Enrique Sanchez. Um, great guy. Just like one of the brightest, most energetic, just genuinely nice people you'll ever hope to meet and um this cigar this emerald it's really it, it's a, a cigar that i classify as a dessert cigar mm. it's um it's it's perfect for if you want to wake up to something that is gonna have just the right amount of richness but still just be on the on the back end and mild and creamy, it's one of those cigars for you. Mm -hmm. um, they're not super easy to find because, again, it's a smaller company. But if you can find the 1502, uh, especially the Emerald, if you're newer to cigars, the, the Emerald would be a great way to ease you into the 1502 brand. Um, flavorful like crazy and um, outstanding what, what everyone would classify as a morning morning cigar. So... Awesome. That was one of mine. Do you have any others? That was about it for me. Um, I also wrote down the, um, and this is one that I've smoked through at least two boxes of, maybe, well, probably more. The the Roma Craft Whiskey Rebellion in the little 4x48. The, it's a oh, little, yeah. little petite yep, grown. I yep. think they call it Hamilton. Um, and that uh yeah that cigar is it's funny because it's not even one of the big name or i guess it's not one of the the uh defining brands or defining facings for roma craft tobacco at least i don't think it is i could be wrong but i i think you know their their wheelhouse their the the facings that really give a name to roma craft are the you know, those are the cigars that really define them, I think. The Whiskey Rebellion, you know, started out as a special cigar that what they made for Cigar Dojo. And then they, they expanded it and released a bunch of different Vitolas. Um, and it's going actually full broad nationwide. I think now, actually, it's already uh, expanded their the sales reach of that cigar. But I have always loved that blend out of all the regular stuff from Roma Craft, that's my favorite one. It's got this like dark fruit thing going on, like like what you taste, you know, if you were eating like dark cherries or raisins or something like that, you get something that sort of reminds you of that going mm. on. But at the same time, it's it's you know, 
it's it's got a lajero wrapper on it for goodness sake so it's it's really spicy too but there's lots of stuff going on and again i love short cigars it's a great short cigar so uh and it's inexpensive you can get boxes you know they, they come in 30 count boxes those those little four by 48s or 46s i think four by 46 so yeah pick it's some great up. size great great cigar um so that was you know that was it for me for i mean there were a few others that i had this weekend but those were the ones that really sort of stood out yep ones that i either either ones that were new to me or ones that i just consistently love mm. speaking of consistently love mm. you're just killing it dude i mean yeah i gotta get i gotta get to work on this cigar because i'm you do it's so good Excuse us for a second. I'm making love to the cigar. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, so, uh, thanks everybody for listening and watching. And we will be back again next week. Um, we have uh, some new stuff on the website. So go to HowAboutThatCigar.com. Check it out. Uh, leave comments on this video. And don't forget, go on your phone, subscribe to the, the audio podcast. That way you can listen to it uh, if you're unable to watch on Facebook. Uh, but if you have time behind the wheel or working out or whatever it is, whenever you typically listen to podcasts, subscribe and listen along. And um, if you have any suggestions for topics we should talk about or uh, things like that, we are getting, I think, pretty close to being able to maybe uh, you know, we wanted to get things dialed in and make sure everything was working properly before we started bringing guests on the show and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. I think we're, I think we're there, you know, we're, yeah. but one of the things we will do is we're going to, you know, um, we'll switch to probably doing uh, Google slash YouTube for when we have guests. Uh, we'll still put links up on Facebook so you guys can still watch it live. Uh, and then we'll take that video and upload it to uh, Facebook after the fact. Um, and then we will eventually, you know, once resources become available, we will eventually get some uh, get some software that will allow us to simulcast to different platforms at the same time. Mm -hmm. Are we making any announcements yet? Not yet. Okay. Things. Close, but. Things. Not yet. Just saying. Yeah, just things. Um, so that is it for this week. Um, subscribe like share yeah. and if you guys have any suggestions like i said for for uh topics for us to talk about let us know we'd love to talk about different stuff uh it doesn't always have to be cigar related we can talk about sports we can talk about politics we can talk about you know whatever you guys want to um uh, if you have suggestions leave them in the comments here send us a note on facebook send us a note on instagram twitter page us page us hit me on my my two-way huh and uh you know we'll keep this thing going thanks again guys for watching thanks guys take care and as always burn cigars not bridges take care